Welcome to C3 Church, Queens Beach. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoyed this message today. Asms and I was in incredible pain, had to call in a locum and I couldn't sit or lie down or walk or do anything without incredible pain. It was very overwhelming. Apparently I had a bulging disc or two in my back. And that as I was stuck in bed, unable to do anything, it really gave me a wake-up call that I needed. I thought, I actually want to be around a long time and I want to live my best life. And to do this, I need to take care of myself, my physical body that God has blessed me with. And I hadn't done that. I, wasn't, I was paying the penalty for not eating well and for not exercising I love my family, I love God, I love the house of God and I want to have some longevity, I want to be serving here and I want to have that energy that I need to do everything that I need to do. So on that bed I made the decision to turn my life around. So I got some referrals from a GP, went to physio which ended up with me joining some Pilates classes to strengthen my core (laughs) which was in a really bad way. I visited a nutritionist and I joined the local HBA fitness class um, which is free to its members. I'll tell you a little bit about that later which involves JP. (laughs) Um, And Recently I started attending a gym. You're probably saying you need should get your money back, Nicole, but I have made progress and I have an exercise regime. One of those things I never thought I would do. But during this process, I recognise that there's some amazing parallels between what's happening in our physical fitness realm and also how we manage our spiritual disciplines and our fitness as we walk with God. And 1 Timothy 4, 6-10 six, uh, says, You've been raised on the message of faith and have followed sound teaching. Now pass on this counsel to the followers of Jesus there and you'll be a good servant of Jesus. Stay clear of silly stories that get dressed up as religion. Exercise daily in God. No spiritual flabbiness, please. <laughs> Workouts in the gy- gymnasium are useful, but a disciplined life in God is far more so making you fit both today and forever. Wow, you can count on this. Take it to heart. This is why we've thrown ourselves into this venture so totally. We're banking on the living God, saviour of all men and women, especially believers. Isn't that awesome? We don't want to be flabby physically and we don't definitely don't want to be flabby spiritually. A couple of people are with me on that. That's great. <laughs> So the first area that I had to focus on the natural was developing my core and I really do not like doing core work. <laughs> but it's important as your core stabilizes your body. Do you know I've got like people in this field in this here. It's very intimidating today. They'll be going, "Did you get that right, Nicole?" <laughs> They're looking at me. You can yell out corrections, that's fine. But your core stabilizes your body, allowing you to move in any direction as well as having proper balance. So having a strong core is beneficial to everyone because it allows our body to function properly. Gives you improved balance and stability. I'm just really weak in that area because I'd allowed it to atrophy and because it's weak, that's why my back was having trouble supporting me and gave out because I didn't have that support system around it that it needed to function properly. And our spiritual core, who we are and what we believe and how we use and exercise it is developed as we apply spiritual disciplines. How do we exercise spiritual health daily with God? I think in our heart and mind, we all know the answer to this. Just as there's no way to get rich quick, you know, quickly, get rich 
quickly schemes don't work financially. It's the same with spiritual and physical um, richness. There's no shortcuts, there's no quick fix, there's no diet gimmicks or fads that are going to work long term. We all know what to do with physical fitness, what you eat well, reduce the bad foods, increase the good, you need to get some, some sleep, you need to exercise regularly, drink water. We know it, but it doesn't mean that we'll do it <laughs> and put it into practice. And it can be the same spiritually. We know what the disciplines are. We know how to grow. What are they? Call them out. Read the Bible. Worship. Pray. Come to church. Like We do know what they are, right? But sometimes we don't always get them, put them into practice. We know to pursue godly wisdom in what we do and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us and bring transformation. So develop a healthy, balanced spiritual life. We don't feel like, I don't feel like I'm sharing anything radically new or different today, but I do feel that it's a timely reminder and an encouragement. And there'll be something that will challenge you as it will me and something that may shift in your world in the upcoming weeks and, and years. So for me, it begins with the mind. The mind determines how far you can go. The battle is in the mind physically and spiritually. Our thinking and our self-talk is powerful. Pastor Steve's going to preach on this next week. Marathon runners say that the state of their mind and their thoughts determine their success in the race. Sometimes it's before they even start, they've lost it. And that's such an important thing because what you focus on and what you think about and speak over yourself makes a difference. And I constantly deal with this. For me, I'm just so, I go into negative, oh, I'm not strong, oh, I'm going to be so embarrassed, I'm hopeless, this. I don't like this, I don't want to do it, I could just stay home. <laughs> but I have to decide to take those thoughts captive and not dwell on them, but meditate on God's word. I can do this, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Isaiah 40, 29, he gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. I will take that because I believe in his strength. And I can do whatever he calls me to do and so can you. But we need to start small and gradually work up. Every little bit counts towards progress, health and strength. And spiritually, when we are weak, God is with us. He doesn't expect huge unrealistic things from us. Just listen and obey and walk in what he is showing you at the time and you will actually get stronger. Speak the word. It changes your mindset. As you're speaking the word, you're hearing it and faith is built. Faith builds and allows us to keep going, to persevere and to progress and grow. It transforms us. And we're never alone. God is always with us. And he places us with a community of fellow believers who want the best for us and will support us along the way. So thinking and choices, mindsets lead to self-discipline to be intentional. So I pre-decided that it's essential to my physical well-being to exercise a few times a week. I write the class times in my diary, set my alarms so I don't forget, and it's a non-negotiable. Steve was often like, oh, don't go. And I'm like, that is not helpful. <laughs> I have to defeat the temptation. <laughs> Get behind me, Steve. <laughs> It has to be something pretty important or a work commitment for me to miss that because I plan it and I need to do it. We have always been the same in our walk with God and with attending church. 
We didn't give our kids any choice on the matter. As adults, we know what's best for them. We're the people with the experience and the knowledge. And we were committed to go together to church every Sunday to worship, to serve, to give and to honour our God. It's in our diary. The night before, we don't go, mm, will I go to church or won't I? We go, right, what are you wearing to church tomorrow? Let's get those clothes ironed so we have less stress in the morning. <laughs> and we have modelled that to our children, that serving, giving, worshipping. It's part of our lifestyle and it's a part of their spiritual discipline too. And recently, I've been on holidays, so wasn't able to get to the different um, pump classes and things that I do in Pilates, and my back weakened. I was like, are you kidding me already? I have had, even had some spasms on the holiday, which didn't make me happy. And I couldn't, then I couldn't exercise. So it wasn't back to the drawing board, but there definitely had been a little bit of loss of form jumping back in. But I have jumped in and there's you know, no excuses to build up again. But struggling, but I won't give in. Because it's the same with coming to the house of God. Sometimes we can just sort of get a little bit lax with it. We drift off and we will start to feel weak. And at the beginning of this new decade, I want you to decide to pursue these spiritual disciplines, prioritise them, pre-decide this is how it's going to be. And one of the most challenging things for me starting an exercise regime was I knew that there are a lot of experienced people and athletes around me who were skilled and strong, and that can be quite intimidating. And we can feel that in our spiritual walk sometimes too. It's okay to know where you're starting from and work from there to stay in your lane. So we have um, weights in the gym, all different weights and capacities in different areas. And there's some people with heavy weights. And there's some people that are doing three times what I am doing in a pump class. And we do jump off and we jump down and we do push-ups. And there's these ladies in front of me who are doing it on their toes and I'm on my knees, which sounds okay, except they're 70 and 75. <laughs> and I have to go, all right, they come to the gym every day and have been for 50 years. So I've got a little bit of, you know, grace there. <laughs> but it's a little bit intimidating. <laughs> um, but we don't compare and we don't compete. We do our regime. We keep moving. We need that momentum. There's a little turtle meme up here for you to have a look at. Your speed doesn't matter, forward is forward. Yeah. Right. And I was so scared to pray in front of our pastoral team when I joined the pastors at Hepburn Heights years ago. They never made me feel like that. It was all in my head. And maybe you feel like that about serving or sharing or attending a connect group or praying out loud. It is quite a scary thing for many people. But you start small where you are at and you build up as you get more confidence. And I can help you with things like that, help you get a little plan. I've done that with some people, of just giving them baby steps to achieve what it is that they want to do. Pastor Cherry had this amazing prophetic word last year, which has actually just jumped into my mind, and I thought, well, I need to preach that at QB sometime. It was probably now three, four months ago, but it just had stayed on my heart, and I feel like it's for today. And she, said, she had a prophetic word and vision, and she saw lots of people of all shapes and sizes in a gym room, some of them had little dumbbells and others were lifting giant barbells with incredible weights on them. And God spoke to her that everybody is at different levels and different strength capacity and that's okay. We're all at different stages. Don't compare. You might be lifting huge spiritual weights in one area and have an incredible spiritual discipline but have little light areas in another. And that's dumbbells in another but that's okay. 
And I had a car accident many years ago. I had a funeral hearse come through a stop sign and write my car off, a little bit of fun. So I had a frozen shoulder and that's where a lot of my stuff's come from. And I kept protecting it all the time, which is the worst thing to do. But um, I've noticed little by little, I've looked back and gone, oh, I can do that now. A year ago, I couldn't. And I still at, at the shoulder tracks, everyone's got these weights. I'm just got my hands with no weights, but I'm moving and I'm doing something little by little and I know that if I push that and try to be like them, I'm going to do damage and I'm not going to be able to do anything at all for months, for a very long time. Um, I had this fun experience at HBO Fitness. Um, Pastor Jace was there and I'm in the beginners group, still there after three years, but I don't care. <laughs> that's where I, that's my level. And he has, he plays basketball regularly, but he thought he'd come along and go to the high intensity train, impact training one after doing nothing for, in that area for a year. And at the, at the end, I have to say I worked a lot harder knowing he was in the other group and might have seen, seen me. I was jogging a bit faster than I normally would do. That's the power of peers. And at the end, he was sitting at a tree and I went up to him, another girl from Hepburn Heights happened to be there and I said, oh, how'd you go, Jace? And he goes, do you think you could carry me to my motorbike? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> like really, he goes... No, I feel like I'm going to be sick. <laughs> so apparently he sat there for a really long time. I left him. And um, I can't carry him. <laughs> um, that would have hurt my shoulders. <laughs> and so um, he may eventually got to the motorbike and drove to Hepburn Heights, which was just a couple of k's away because he had a board meeting that night. But apparently he was found on the cold tiles just in the bathroom trying to, trying whether to decide whether he's going to throw up or not. But it's because he went too much too soon. Now, he did go back the next time and he's been doing it ever since. But it was just a good, <laughs> a good reminder that we don't want to do too much too soon. You might go, man, I hear these... Pastor Philly prays three hours a day, I'm going to do that. Maybe just start with five minutes. We don't need to set those expectations. Again, he has built that capacity, built that capacity over many years. Right, I'm going to read the whole Bible in a month. No, just calm the farm, guys. Do the Bible in one year. It's a really good chunk to get us moving. Keep working on those areas and don't give up. I weirdly enjoy exercise now. I feel like really disappointed when I can't do it. Uh, and sometimes I finish and I feel so good. I feel, like, oh, I feel like I should go and do a run now. I never do, but you just feel really good. <laughs> and I feel like that with reading the Bible. When I was young, it was like, must read the Bible. Now I'm like, oh, no, I've got to stop because I've got to go to work. Oh, come on. It's just, it excites me and it's easy. And it's, it's something that I love about the reading the, the Bible in a year, I think, that's going to happen for many of you that haven't had that experience that's going to really kick in for you. And we can't compare ourselves with other Christians. We don't seem to have struggle. We, we can look at people and go, oh, they don't seem to have struggles in that area that I do. Maybe they did, but they've allowed God to do a process, a transformation within. Again, it may have been very slow, but we don't know about it. After a while, you go, oh, do you know what? I actually don't even battle with that temptation anymore. Isn't that amazing that... That's overcome. So we don't know what other people have done to get where they are at. Maybe they've set up the discipline with reading the word. Did you know that we're reading the Bible in a year? Have you, you know, didn't know if I mentioned that this year. <laughs> Maybe they did one Bible college unit, didn't even do it as an assessment, but they just did that one unit and got the word into them. Maybe they fasted, attended prayer meetings, got a prayer partner and had accountability. Maybe they decided they were going to seek 
wisdom and godly counsel in their decisions instead of just making things emotionally off the top of their head. So what can you put into practice to help you with your spiritual growth? And one of the things that's really key is attitude and teachability. When I participate in the pump class, that's an hour of weights. We have 10 different tracks and you, each one is focused on a different part of your body. So there's a biceps track and a triceps and squats and lunges. And it's choreographed by professionals to work on those different areas and to exercise them. As I said, I, I would never just do six minutes of squats just in a gym on my own. I'd probably do like 30 seconds ago, that's enough for that. But because I'm with a whole lot of people and I'm there, I wait till that whole long, long six minutes finishes <laughs> and I keep going. But there's, it's, I can only just do some little bits compared to other people. But it's not about the heaviness of the weight, it's about the functional movement and the repetition and that resistance and sustaining it and the form and the correct body positioning is really important or you can hurt yourself. And you need correct alignment or you can do damage. And there's an instructor on the stage who's leading us, taking us through the whole hour. I need to listen to her and what she says. She has the training, the experience and the authority. And if she lets me know that I need to adjust something, she's not just going to be bossy, she wants it the best for me. So I could be all prideful and ignore her or mouth off, but that's not going to be the best for my progress. And also, we were in class and the instructor says, please don't put your weights away yet. There's people lying down on the floor about to do abs and people just get up and carry their, their weights. She's not doing it to be bossy. She's doing it for people's safety. There's those boundaries. So if someone's walking over me while I'm lying down, they drop a weight on me. That's not going to be good. So boundaries are for our safety and for those of others. So we're not selfish and just thinking of our own needs. That's basically why God gave us the Ten Commandments. It just put everything in order for us. No one could fulfill that except Jesus, and Jesus narrowed it down to two for us. Love God and love others. Do you realise if we just followed that, how beautiful our world would be? There's not a lot you can do outside that that causes damage. It's incredible. Obedience and respect for those in authority over our lives and boundaries people have put in place will keep us safe physically and spiritually. Hebrews 13, 17. Obey your leaders and submit to them for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning for that would be of no advantage to you. Please don't make me groan. <laughs> Check with the spiritual instructor for godly wisdom and counsel. In the classes that we do, there's music that you move to and sometimes you look and everyone's, it's more like a Mexican wave than everybody sort of in unison. But it's like, right, the instructor's like, watch me, keep the rhythm with me. Walk as you've seen me walk, do as I do. So we're not out of step. And Philippians 8 talks about this. Put into practice what you've learned from me, what you heard and saw and realised. Do that and God who makes everything work together will work you into his most excellent harmonies. And strong people and leaders, they don't want, they don't put us down, they want to lift us up. So I was just saying before about HBF Fitness, Steve and I started and we were, of course we were overweight and looked pretty, pretty bad and we turned up and I went to get my barcode 
um, zapped for attendance and this nice person said, hi, Nicole. And I thought, gee, he's really happy to see me. And then I thought, I think I know his face. And I said, Steve, do we know that guy? And it was JP. We're like, oh, yeah, that's that new guy that started at church. And he was one of the fitness instructors. So we're like, oh, gosh, great. <laughs> Looking good, <laughs> not. <laughs> and so they divided us into groups. And, of course, we were in the beginners. And then there's like 90 people. And they're like, right, we're going to invite you into three groups. So they go, right, you people are here. You people with JP and you're with Jordan. And Steve and I went into, <laughs> into Jordan's group. So I said, I can't do fitness with JP. Look at me. He'll never come to church again. He won't. I've got no credibility. <laughs> He'll just be thinking how bad I am. And... and it was ages later, I was talking to Sharday and I said, oh, we were so embarrassed that day, like we felt really ashamed. So we jumped into another group. She said, he was so disappointed. He came and said, I really, really wanted to train Nicole and Steve and they went in another group. He wasn't going to be ashamed or embarrassed by us. He's got skills. He wanted to see us progress and do better. He wanted good for us. We need to sometimes ask for help because leaders love enabling to people to grow and to bring out their potential. Pastors and leaders, they want to help and see you get stronger. They can understand those areas of weakness, develop them over time. They want us to be aligned with what God is doing in the body of Christ. And they want us to be positioned for blessing and success, to live life to the full as God intended. They don't get a buzz out of bringing correction to people. It's a challenging thing and frankly, it's easier to avoid conflict. But if you love someone, like with your kids, you risk that breach of relationship to make those tough calls or that discipline because you have the knowledge and insight, the experience and you want the best for them. And Hebrews 12 says, No discipline seems pleasant at the time but painful. Later on, however... It produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. And it was interesting at our son's wedding, he gave a speech and he said, um, mum is characterised by kindness. He said, that doesn't always look how you think it might. He said, kindness is like, Tom, when you do that, that's being selfish and you're not thinking of other people and that's not who we are. And I was like, wow, all that stuff that we put in, you're now as an adult appreciating, didn't appreciate at the time, that's selfish, please don't do that. But it's incredible, we appreciate that fruit, the righteousness and peace that we've been trained for in that as we get older, if we're smart. And I ask my peers and my leaders for feedback because otherwise I won't know and I won't position myself for the Holy Spirit to work in my life and change me from glory to glory. There's blessing in that in obeying our leaders. And another aid to making sure that we have correct technique and is at the gym. I hate them, but they're the mirrors. And they enable you, you know, you might think, oh, I'm going all right. I don't really want to look in those. But you do and you go, oh, whoops, actually I'm a little bit wonky there. I need to make some changes. I need to adjust. I need to do something about that. And James 1.22 says, don't listen to the word of truth and not respond to it. For it, that is the essence of self-deception. So always let his word become like poetry, written and fulfilled by your life. And it talks about the word of God being a mirror. And we look into the mirror and we go, oh, am I lining up with what I should be? And that word will tell us yes or no. But those who set their gaze deeply into the perfecting law of liberty are fascinated by and respond to the truth they hear and are strengthened by it. They experience God's blessing in all that they do. We want to 
read the word of God. We want to see and change and do. We can't just do what feels comfortable or good or what we like. Well, I only like doing arms because I can see my biceps really good and I hate doing legs. They're really, really hard. But we have to do leg day, people. Let's have a look at some photos. You don't want to be out of shape. This is why you don't skip leg day. Is there another one? Just a friendly reminder not to skip leg day. What is it that you're trying to skip? We've, um, I do a life balance class and keep losing balance, but my ability is getting to last a lot longer. I'm like a balanced diet and like not avo avoiding leg day because we don't like it. We need that balance and we need that big picture of who God is and what his word says. We can even hear of churches and people that emphasise just one narrow theology or doctrine and that is dangerous. Maybe they're all about you're all sinners and you're all going to hell and it's all legalistic. Or the other extreme, don't worry what you do, it's just grace, it's all covered, you just do what you like. It's all covered by grace and freedom, we have freedom now. Christ set us free, but Galatians 5.13 says, my brothers and sisters, we are, we're called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. We don't want to take scriptures out of context or build a theology or a denomination or a lifestyle around that. We need the full counsel of the gospel. We're in a community of believers. We have people contributing to our biblical worldview and we're also accountable and on track. And accountability is powerful. I know for me, if I've made a commitment to go to a class with someone, then I turn up because I'm accountable and I don't want to let them down. And I'm far more likely because we're going together. And there's studies that show, says um, those exercising in a group showed significant improvements in all three qualities of life measures, boosting mental well-being by 12%, self-reported physical fitness by 24%, and emotional stability by 26%. They also reported a 26% reduction in perceived stress levels. So doing workouts together promotes endorphins, which are morphine-like chemicals that reduce pain and make you feel good, sometimes even euphoric. We have groups and corporate gatherings in church. We have our Sunday services. We have prayer meetings. We have connect groups. We have C3 Bible College, and they work the, some, the same way. Something powerful about being known, communicating, connecting and sharing with others and having common goals, working together as part of a team, not being isolated because that's the devil's favourite way to pull us from what God wants to do in our life. And we have those me too moments where we might think we're the only person going through something then we realise that someone else has experienced that or have and we are not alone and we can encourage and support each other. And there's also that power over sin when we're able to confess a sin or a challenge we have. And once it's brought into the light, it's disempowered. The enemy can't say, oh, they're going to just you know, throw you out or they're not going to like you anymore. It's like, no, that's out there. It's fine. It's covered by the blood. It says 1 John 1, 9, if we freely admit our sins, when his light uncovers them, he will be faithful to forgive us every time. God is just to forgive us our sins because of Christ and he will continue to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And he can't torment us anymore because it's dealt with. 
So I don't know if you've ever seen when those giant draft horses, they're incredibly strong and they can pull weights of up to 360 kilograms. So you'd expect if two of them were working together, they would pull 720 kilograms. But the amazing thing is they actually can do triple their weight and um, do 720. But when they've been trained and worked together in unity, they can actually pull four times their weight. They can pull 1080 kilograms. That's the synergy, interaction of two or more agents working together to produce a combined effect greater than the sum of their separate effects. And we are the same. As Eden said before, we are better together. And I'm a big believer in this. Personally, I don't like doing stuff alone. I work better if I'm setting up, cleaning, creating, working with others. Not just because it gets things done faster and more efficiently, but it's also about that sharing of ideas and knowledge the satisfaction of working together, and also the laughs and the relationship connections that you make along the way. And working together for a common goal. There's something so powerful in that. And it gives us a perseverance to keep going when we're with others as well. We work much harder and longer in groups and more effective. As I said, I'll just do every exercise for an hour because I'm in a group and everyone else is doing it. And it may not be the same load, but I'm persisting and moving forward and making progress. There's people there going, come on, you've got this. You know, no one's left behind. <laughs> it's really good. And um, for me, I'm actually not the best at praying a really long time on my own. But I, it's like five minutes and I think I've been there for two hours. <laughs> so, oh, okay. But get in a prayer meeting with you guys. We prayed an hour and I'm like, what? Are we finished already? That's crazy. It's just something powerful about doing things together. Um, there's a reformer exercise that I've had to do um, through the Pilates and it's because of the pain that was in my body. I adapted my way of walking and standing and my way of living to protect myself and to ease the pain but the avoidance caused atrophy and I actually need to work on that muscle, those muscles and they have to be engaged Otherwise, there's no strength and you can't do, I can't do what I need to do. I'm not effective in life. So there's resistance training needed where you, you lie down, you're pushing the machine away. And it improves muscular strength endurance through weights, machines, bands, gravity, also known as strength training and weight lifting. Any force that makes the movement harder to perform. And spiritually, we grow through resistance. It's known as perseverance and endurance and it comes in many forms and some of those we hear of the Bible, um, testings, trials, and there's many mentions of unfortunately their reality in our world. And James 1 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. So the testing of your faith produces endurance. And pers perseverance is vital to our growth in faith and God wants his people to persevere no matter what happens. So we have to learn how to overcome obstacles, difficulties, trials and, and tribulations to experience that victory in Christ. Romans 5 
3, but that's not all. Even in times of trouble, we have a joyful confidence, knowing that our pressures will develop in us patient endurance. And patient endurance will refine our character, and proven character leads us back to hope. And this hope is not a disappointing fantasy, because we can now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. Yeah. So spiritually, we do the hard work. We ask the Holy Spirit to identify, acknowledge what it is in our life and deal with those root causes of pain and injury. Not avoid them, not go around them, but actually deal with them, engage in that. And it might be trauma, it might be hurt, unforgiveness, offence. We need that deliverance to come into freedom, to get the help that we need for healing. And sometimes as we need a personal trainer or a physio, sometimes we need a trained professional where we need to go and see someone in that field, like a psychologist or someone like that, Christian one, who can help us pinpoint that pain, deal with that and engage and to, to come into a place of healing. And what's required is obedience through tests, trials and temptations because it develops our spiritual strength in a similar way to how physical strength is developed from weightlifting. God has a plan or position that requires the capacity to lift certain weights of opposition, persecution, temptations and trials. So he allows, he doesn't author them, but he allows those things to come. And if you continue to obey his word through those challenges, your training continues until you arrive at the next level, that increased level, and you're prepared for the next higher plan of his purpose in his kingdom. And that's why the trials we go through are spiritual strength training that help prepare us for even greater tests in the future. If we understand this, we can, ca- we can count it all joy whenever those tests and challenges come. Knowing that they're working for us, strengthening our spiritual muscles and capacity if we remain obedient through them. And yesterday I was in a life balance class and um, Annette, the lady there, was taking us through some exercises and she said, this is about push and surrender. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. Knowing what is needed. I thought about this, what does God want us to push into, push through, use our wisdom and put into place? And then other times he says, now this is a time to lean in and surrender. We need both at different times. And it's part of that trust. And you know what? I'm a fixer. I just love trying to fix people's problems and coming up with answers for them. And it's really hard for me to come into that place of surrender. I find it really challenging in ministry and what I do because there's so many situations I just can't step in and fix it and come up with a solution for you. And there's so many times that questions are unanswered. And constantly have to ask for God's wisdom to know what to say or do, if anything, and then when to wait and when to trust. He is taking care of things behind the scenes, behind our backs. He sees the big picture and he knows the trials and circumstances that we can handle, what we need to do to go through to stretch and increase our capacity, or when we need to run into his arms and let him take care of those things supernaturally. That's balance, and we need to be Holy Spirit-led in all that we do. And that's the Holy Spirit's job. He's the helper. He guides us, he counsels us, he comforts us. And it's like having your own personal trainer with you all the time if you listen and you obey what he's saying. 
and that helper, he helps us to be fighting fit, ready for all that God has called us to. So for me, pain led me to making better decisions. I didn't keep masking it with chemicals or other behaviours, compensating in other areas. I had to work through the pain and came to a greater area of strength and growth. I had more energy in my life and believing for longer life and better quality of life. But also led to me, me spiritually to a deeper understanding of God and his character and love and learning to walk in obedience and trust. And it's not easy, but it's worth the work and developing the disciplines. No one else can do it for you. No one can just grab my arm and do the exercise. I can't just say, can you just take my body to the gym and then bring it back in an hour, I'm going to rest at home. You know, we can surround ourselves with the correct tools and equipment the people and in the resources, how many people have a gym membership but then they actually don't even rock up or they go and instead of working out, have a coffee. I've never done that. But in the end, you have to decide for yourself. Then as Nike says, just do it. And the first step is always starting a relationship with the one who created you and knows the potential he has put in you. Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more of our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, head to c3hh.com.au forward slash give.